Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. How are you getting on, ye dirty, dirty, dandy war halls of a listener? Wow, what a pleasure to have you here tonight. Uh, or tomorrow or whatever, whatever time of the day you're tuning into us to, to, to join us on this, this cast that is a bit of a throwback. We haven't done one of these in, in quite a while. Uh, we put out on social media today, we looked for your questions, your topics, and you answered an abundance on Twitter, Instagram, and nobody answered on Facebook. But sure, look, we haven't been on Facebook in a long time, so that's no surprise. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I, it's, it's just myself, DJ, as always, and Owen, my trusty co-host, as always, uh, this week. And I have to say, right, there was an air of absolute divilment about the two of us today. Uh, Owen, I don't know about you, but as soon as quitting time hitting work, I just had that. The ghoul and jig was going before I even fucking left work, to be quite honest with you. I was a giddy little boy today, so I was. <laughs> a giddy goat growth. I, I just I just I just needed to I needed to get out of work I needed to go I needed to get some cans and boy did we get cans oh my god like I'm telling you as someone as someone who's a who's about to like enact a mortgage I pretty much got a mortgage worth of cans today but god I'm at good value there's some value out there at the moment for the can uh, this day will go down in history you know Battle of Hastings <laughs> Easter Rising <laughs> The 16th of April, 2021. The, like, the, the boys bought more cans than an off-license. <laughs> we bought so many cans, we had to go to three off-licenses. Um, is is off-licenses the, the plural of off-license? I feel uh, like we should be off license or something. Um, off-licenses. 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 <laughs> Offies. Offies, offies. Yeah, actually, sorry, that is the plural of off Is offies. And <laughs> um, yeah, oh my God, what a great day. Like, so good. So, out the door of work, right? Everyone knows by now, we work in the hospital in University Hospital Waterford. Out the door of University Hospital Waterford, across the road to the, like, the 
irresistible Ardkeen quality food store craft beer fridge. Boy, oh boy, is this fridge inviting. And today, Owen, it was top notch. It was a peak performance today. I tell you what, like, so a lot of businesses around have like, like really upped their game uh, during the pandemic in terms of like, you know, a lot of them, it was kind of like a bit of a downtime, still a lot of it, a bit of a downtime for a lot of businesses. I'm actually quite excited when things open back up to see if, you know, if there, if there is changes in, in some businesses, but like, say with, like, with, um, with Arkin Soares, like they upgraded those fridges to have these like fully glass fronted like fridges. Like there's, there's not even like a bevel on the fridge for like to impede your view of the cans. It is just a wall of cans. It is amazing. Um, and the selection there today was out of this world. It was so good. Like I, t- today was definitely the biggest like selection of cans I've ever seen in the three offices yes. that we went to but I was talking to I was talking to Judy today right um, inside in Arkin Stores and uh, she was saying that she was talking to a manager or a co-worker of hers and that they had um, a certain beer in I can't remember the name of it but uh, uh, they had one beer in and there was a like new edition of like the next of this beer, like kind of coming out, like, you know, like the next batch or, but like it was called maybe, I think it was called maybe the beer was called something like big brother. And then the next beer was called little brother. Right. Um, but the coworker was like, Oh, is like little worker or little brother, the same as big brother. And she was like, no, no, like, you know, this is more of a, Saison versus blah blah blah, you know, like some other kind of differentiation between it. And he was just like, What but but like why are we why are we getting in this kind of new beer? And she was like, That's what people want. People just want new, they want the taste different. That's what the kind of craft beer scene is about. And I was like, You're so right, like that's exactly what I'm kind of doing when I'm going into the fridge. I'm like, oh, Oh, what's 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 this now? I haven't seen this before. I'm gonna take up one of these guys, you know. Like I have to say, like Julie is playing an absolute fucking blinder in our King Quality Food store at the moment. Like she she made a great point to us today, where like obviously we're absolute devils. Like she she puts an incredible incredible display of beer in the in in the fridges. And we turn around and we ask for two that she doesn't have in stock at the moment. But as she said, like, you know, there's so many quality beers coming out at the moment. How do you keep the fridge stocked? Um, yeah, she was like, she, she, like they, they actually only have so much space. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, And that's a testament. Who do you boot out? Breweries. Testament to Irish breweries. And it's great that we have different offerings we can go and get different beers um, from. And, and you know, do you know what, though? Like, I have to say, like, what a fantastic job in... in but But it's not just, like, obviously... You know what? There's so many great beers out there. It's not hard to stock great beers, but that fridge is so inviting. The way it's like, you know, not to get into merchandising or any of that, but just the way it like sucks you in, yeah. and the way it, like your eye is just drawn to every single level of that fridge. Like, and, get yourself starking stores if you're more for lads. And do you know what you were saying as well? There, you were saying, oh, there's some value today, uh, and uh, and we'll, we'll go on about the the value, but. 
but actually just in general value, right? We've been, we've named an episode five for 16. There was a lot of sections of that fridge today where it was three euro cans, mm. like five for 15. Five Do you know what I mean? Here, game, like honest to God, they've, they've delivered on value. And what I love about, what, what I really love about Arkin Quality Food Stores is like, they do rotate breweries. You get different breweries in, in, in and out. But they're very loyal to what I think is probably the best brewery in the country at the moment, um, Kinnegar. So, so like, they, they are very much, like, Kinnegar are on the ball. They stock Kinnegar heavily, and it's a very popular beer in the southeast. Yeah. But you can't get it on tap, you know, which, which, which like, hopefully will change in the future. But the other thing as well is they're very loyal to local beers. Crafty Hopster... Dungarvan Brewing Company and Metal Man Metal are Man, always yeah. in that beer yeah. fridge. And I was greeted today with a legacy cider Clint, um, which was which was which was brilliant because it's a, a like it's coming into cider season as well. You know, the, the, the sun is out, people are getting a lip for cider as well. So I just thought like what a start to our um our trifecta of offies uh, that we went to today. And actually, not just a trifecta of offies, a very quick shout out to number 21, an off license we went to last week for the first time ever. Like, yeah. I, I was my first time ever in there anyway. And, and and that had some lovely surprises in there as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, like just 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 I think they're so well displayed now, like just those kind of like big open fridges, just like um just completely inviting and lined up quite nicely, like um uh, and that contrasts uh, to the off license that we also went to, which was Worldwide Wines, where it is like it's actually the randomness of that off license just makes it magical. Like, Do you know, like, what? I, I, I was thinking about this today. Do you know Jumanji, right? <laughs> yeah, but not, but not like Robin Williams, the original Jumanji. Jordan Jumanji with the Rock and the newer Jumanjis. There's yeah, two. with Jack Black, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack Black, The Rock, Kevin Hart, and uh, I can't think of the actress's name. Um, apologies to the actress that she listened to. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of like that, you know. You like it's like you're just fucked in the jungle, and you're just like made up when you come out with a gem. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, you know what? Because, because, like, as you, we, we like, you know what? Arkeen stores, number 21, Grady's Yard, quality fridges, quality layout, like, very easy to navigate. The beauty of Worldwide Wines is it is literally the jungle. You go in and you're met with a barricade of wine, a barricade of whiskey. You have circumnavigators way around the, the, um, the, the, the cocktail glasses section that they have at the front there. And then you come across this um, wall of, of, of independent craft beer before you, before you even come to the plinth. Yeah. And behind the plinth then, there is this continental wall of mystery. Yeah. Yeah, that just kind of seems to constantly change. And then, you know, has these... It has stuff, it has like these bottles there that you'd probably find in kind of like L, any uh, Belgian bar. But then it also has these like 10 euro barrel aged like beauties as well from like Taol or, or whoever. Like it's, 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 just, it's just amazing. But actually one thing that happened in there that I thought was very funny was that, you know, we were looking along and we saw, oh, Oh look at this! They 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 stock um they uh, they have a can here from um 
Western herd. It's like, oh God, we have we haven't seen that at all down here for ages, like you know. <laughs> but because of the layout, we were like, oh, look, this this one here. Well, oh, oh, actually, there's there's another one. Uh, and there's another one there on the top shelf as well. And then like, it ended up being that they had like six cans from the range, like all in the one, like just all scattered across about uh, six different shelves. But like the thing is, like for people that don't understand, the plinth is basically this like, um, like this long. Tape. It's an island. like yeah, This of. long island unit that has loads of beer on top of it. But under the plinth is this open shelving. And all the Western herd were on different layers of the shelving, but it was all like the one Western herd range that was scattered amongst the different cans from the different breweries. Like there was, there was um, like limited edition Lock Gills in there, limited edition Yellow Bellies. It was just this big, massive wildfire. It was like this native woodland of independent beer and we were just trying to find our way through it and mosey our way through it. And, and like you could genuinely come up with Anton out of it. Yeah, oh, totally, yeah. Um, um, but, but, but we found plenty of cans to buy, uh, including the beer that we're going to talk about tonight for the Pilsner Prowl. But before that, we went on to the third brewery of the day, or the third offie of the day. Yeah, we tipped into um, Grady's Yard. Um, and, oh, God, just every time we step in there, I'm just like, just open the pubs, please. Please like, open the pubs. Like, so, everyone knows, everyone who listens to this podcast for a long time will know the affinity, the affection we hold for the, the, the barmen in the regular bars that we attend in Waterford. Tom Ryan, Phil Grimes, we, we, like, we're, like we have so much love for the man. Michal and Grady's Yard, who's, who's been on the podcast briefly on, on occasion and maybe yeah. on it again. Um, do you know, we talk about these, these, these figures on the podcast, uh, or we have done pre-pandemic, say. So we come, we walk in the door, there's no one behind the bar. And Grady's Yard, when you walk in the door, the bar greets you with this wall of taps. But in front of that now, they have the low fridges. And to the right-hand side, there's the high fridges. So we turn immediately right to the high fridges and we're looking in the fridges. And all we hear is roaring across the bar, this beautiful Dundalk accent. Of me. Oh, the boys! <laughs> oh, surprise! And like neither of us turned, we just like still looking in the fridge, gave a roll back, like, well, how's me haul? <laughs> just this brilliant interaction that, like, you know, it just made me long for the for 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 the proper pub back even more. Um, and what a selection! Like beers from the UK, beers from Denmark, beers from Ireland, beers from the US, beers from Canada. Beers yeah. from Belgium, everywhere. Oh, like for the, for a place that's a pub that's got six fridges in, three big, three small. The variety, and even the inter interbrewery variety in the fridges is is just astounding. Yeah, I, and um, like they definitely have like the best U.S. Canadian select, like the amount of different like breweries from all over the U.S. and stuff that they have. It's like absolutely amazing. And like maybe it is a little bit to their detriment as well, like the selection that's there, because um, I suppose they're probably paying a little bit of a premium to get those cans in. And like, you know, it's it's such a, 
it you know it's such um i don't i don't know what to say i suppose like i'm not like uh like you'd want to be so into your craft beer in order to have that kind of discoverability about things you know and to go in search of these beers these american beers as well because you can get so um like I suppose it, it's the marketing appeal of the Irish beers where there's that familiarity about them, whereby, you know, you'll see your Elevation Pale Ale, you'll see your um, Pirates Bay, you know, from from Offy to Offy um, and, and like from even from like Lidl and Tesco and all those, you'll see the kind of same ones kind of creep across. But it, it then, like when you look and you see uh these american ones that are kind of actually the artwork is even kind of like totally out there in comparison like a lot of time it's kind of like this graffiti or like kind of really weird looking like beer cans and stuff that uh like i suppose it's it like it doesn't even draw you to it you know um as the irish ones do just because i suppose of that kind of like familiarity with them um but even there, like today, I picked up two cans and, and I can't think of the name of them now and I'm not going to drink them tonight, but they're in the fridge. I can't think of them. But I said it to you and me all inside, we had a good laugh about it. Like I literally was like, I'm only buying these cans because it looked like the kind of thing that Vince Vaughn would drink in the background of a scene. In the, in the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the, just, what's it called? Dale? Dale? I don't know. It's, a, it's, a, it's just a classic American pale ale, but I can't think of the brewery now. But do you know what? I'll drink them on a podcast in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah. <laughs> But like we had left hand uh, brewing, we bought their pilsner in there. Um, I bought I bought a Berlin uh, unfiltered lager in there. Uh, they have stuff from Founders. They have stuff from um, Sierra Nevada. They have stuff from loads of American breweries. They have stuff from Toola. Um, yeah. Ah, it's just, oh, just loads, like just loads. Like I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't even know them. They're like they're there's just so such a wide variety like that they. They don't eat, like a lot of them. Just don't even look or sound familiar at all. Like they're just and for a makeshift offy, like they have barrel aged stuff. They have New England pale ales. They have the double dry hop pale ales. They have sours. They have gosses. They have lagers. They have pilsners. They have, like stouts. Everything you can think of. Yeah, they have yeah, yeah. A broad selection. Uh, so that was that was top top notch. Um, and and, and we we bought all around us today. We really yeah, did. yeah. And Spread the love. We did. And actually, we bought quite a few Pilsners, uh, Hellas beers for, for this Pilsner Prowl that we're, we're, going, we're, do, we're in the middle of. Yep. Um, we're well stocked for the next for the next few podcasts. Uh, we might actually have to double up next week <laughs> um, to, get, to get through them. And we actually spoke today as well about adding like a Kolsch in as well. Just different styles of lager and different styles of, um, of that type of brewing. Because at the end of the day, as we said, like, you know, this is the Pilsner Prowl. Uh, we are trying to replace Puck Pilsner in our lives, but that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be a Pilsner. Um, as as we went through when we had the the Keller beer last week, but this week on we've gone for um we've gone for what what is a limited edition beer. So if it if it comes out on top, I think we'll have to like just harass Hope, uh, brewing yeah. into, in, into brewing it regularly. Hundred percent, yeah. Um, um, you know what? I'll actually, I, 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 so basically I bought three cans of this today and I had two of them before we started recording and I've had the third one now since we've been starting. 
So I actually will let you, because you you just had your first one now. So yeah. I'll let you introduce it and give your spiel on it before I, I give my opinion. Because I I'm we we've intentionally not spoken about it to each other yet. And I'm I'm absolutely dying to know what you think about this beer. Uh yeah, so um so I, I you probably heard me when I was initially pouring a DJ, I was just like, Jesus, there's some fizz on her. So like the, the washing machine went mad there for a minute, like it was really to the foreground. Oh, sorry there. So actually, like before I give my spiel on it, like I'd act, I'm actually really, really interested on into finding out what you think about this beer. Yeah, um, yeah. As you probably heard, like heard earlier on when I was talking to you, um, like when I poured her out there, like I was like, Jesus some fizz on this you know <laughs> like i was like a, a child with a fucking bottle of cadet or something like jesus there's some fizz on this and there is though there's like it, it creates some like lovely head and the bubbles will be flowing through it you know um and yeah it's that it's that real kind of like summary look about it right and you go oh this is going to be you know this is going to be you know, kind of like generic taste and um lager lager kind of beer you know but like when you taste it there's this kind of like i don't know lovely kind of nearly toffee taste off it mm. and it's uh, like i think it's absolutely smashing like i think this is this is a quality beer like it's 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 so i don't know so like it's it's so deep and rich for a pilsner because oftentimes you kind of think of them as being um like crisp and uh and like fresh and like you know and i suppose that kind of like fizzy carbonated kind of taste but this kind of has nearly a red ailey kind of like bit to it do you know um i think it's fabulous but Look, only the only the scale will tell, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, look, like it's funny because sometimes you drink these beers and you'll be like, oh, they're brilliant. And then you go to do the score and you're like, actually, but I'm really inter- I'm really looking forward to scoring this because do you know what? I I'm not gonna lie, like I I was fucking I was really blown away by this beer. Um when I poured it straight away I was like that looks really really interesting because it's not too clear. It has a depth of color That's to what, it. Yeah. But it yeah. gives a good head and there's loads there's loads of carbonation going on. You know there's there's a good bit of life in it. Um and actually I think the makeup of the beer the beer is what makes it because um uh it's 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 a traditional pilsner um so so the tradition the, the traditional pillars originated in the Czech Republic but they've got the Bohemian Pilsner malt um, and, and, and they use Bavarian bittering hops. But they also use that the, the Czech hop Saz um, for this. So it's, it's, it's actually like, it's almost like they've taken the traditional Czech Pilsner and they've taken the Bohemian twist, the Bavarian twist, and they've just fused them into this fucking magic beer. I, I'm a big, big fan of this. Like, um, I think it has, you're dead right. It's basically like, it's almost, it has notes of like the familiar lagers and pilsners that you drink. It's almost like, oh, this is familiar, but it's just elevated to a different fucking level. Like a level that you don't, you're never, ever going to get from a macro beer. Like imagine, like imagine having this 
and a Carlsberg, like sip for sip. Imagine ah. going, imagine that, like the difference, like the like. Oh, I couldn't. I, I couldn't. couldn't. I wouldn't do it. I really couldn't. Like, I wouldn't like, do it to my palate. I just think, like you know what, right? For a pilsner, it's got it. It it's bitter, right? It is bitter, and you want that bitterness. It's got that lovely maltiness, and it's got that just fucking essence of of it's got that essence of this is a product of the fucking earth. Do you know what I mean? Like this is a this is this is something natural to drink. There's no fucking around here. It's just a fucking top quality beer. Hey, kick off the scoring. Come on, have you the spreadsheet open? I want I want to see how this shapes up against the rest of them. Okay, so we're looking for the ruling jig straight away. How does it do in terms of like Listen. Say today, actually, like today is probably our best hit test day that we could possibly have because coming out of work today, my fucking shoulders were going. Hey, we were going ninety, you know. We we were both on a five for sixteen before we left work today. So, may, but you know what? I'm going to say it anyway. The Goulin Jig is the five for sixteen. It is. It is totally the five for sixteen. But this beer is the five for sixteen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like there's no two ways about it. In fact, we gave was it it was, it was to Ola that we gave five for sixteen to as well, was it? Uh, no, uh, it was the Eucarius pills. Eucarius. I have a lot of empty Eucarius bottles next to me here, and I'm looking. I'm looking at Eucarius. I'm looking at the can of of this whole Bohemian pilsner, and I can't believe I'm saying this because I fell in love with Eucarius, but I'm more drawn to the whole. I actually, honest to God. Yeah, hope is five for sixteen as well. Yep, might might even be five for twenty. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> might pe- might spend off. might spend that, might spend that little bit more to you know we get it. Made the money off. <laughs> <laughs> no, five uh, for sixteen is the top score. We'll see how she shapes up against the rest. Um. So uh, the next one then is the quivering quencher, right? So on the Richter scale. Uh, be, uh, I, I can't remember what you, what you always say. Was well, it nine or set? What's uh, it? Set? Nine, is it? Is it nine? Is six? Is thirty trillion tons of dynamite? I think yeah. that's what I say anyway. Yeah. Um, so this is the. So basically, if your lip was, if the quiver of your lip was registering on the Richter scale, what level would this quench it? I, I tell you, I'm only after like opening it, like not too long ago and I keep reaching for it yeah. I keep reaching for it and like like it, it, I, it would quench anything now now on the other hand on the other hand it doesn't have that kind of crispness you know that kind to it but it does have a lot of it does have a lot of fizz you know what I mean but what I'm saying is I think that crispness is another score I think I think it it deals with the quiver very well. It does, yeah. I think it's I think it's high on the quiver, low on the gas. Yeah, I think you're right as well. So I, I think on the quiver. So what what's the highest score so far? The highest is Eucarius Pills as well, uh, with a five point nine. Uh, after that, then is Keller Beer with a five point five. Six point two. 6.2 and I, I would like yeah like I like it is above the Eucarius bills I do think um, I think I think quiver factor is high up there and I think 
Right, I think she'll score low on the on the gasp. Yeah, but I think I think this 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 quenches any quiver really. Bar the, the, the biggest quivers. So leading on to then the post point gasp. So, um, so this, yeah, I suppose it is the kind of malty, the maltiness, that kind of toffee flavor that I was kind of talking about there, where it probably lets it down for that because you're kind of so, you know you're kind of soothing out of it. Yeah, and I'm not even sure is it a letdown. I think it's no. a, like a like that gasp is like that. Yeah. It's almost like it sates you with one sup and the, the gasp. Whereas this doesn't quite sate you, but it does like want you to come back for more. So, so what's the score for this? It's it's the, it's the that's bass, isn't it? That's bass. Yeah, I'd probably just give it that's. I I will. I I was I wasn't even going to say that, but <laughs> I wasn't even going to say that. And um, I was going to say that, and you're saying that's. So we'll yeah. just give it that. That yeah. Yeah, because because I don't I I think that's its that's its weakness in this scoring tool, which which actually I think while it being a weakness in the scoring tool, still actually weights it heavily in favor of some of the other scores. Um, so right, um, the next one um is uh the jibber right, um, but you know what I I I've kind of gotten sick of this one. Uh, I think it, it's it's stupid. <laughs> it's only scored out of five. Um, so we have I, to do it though. And, and I know because because I will say this right. I know what you're saying, but the one thing I, I was basically your issue with this is we haven't come up with an innovative enough score. <laughs> uh, yeah, I even but even just it just it's I think it's it's a bit too all encompassing. Like it just it nearly is like you're kind of like. I don't know. Do you know, like, just the jib of her? It's a bit. It's a bit too vague. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but is, is there not a lot of of vagueness about beer to begin with? Yeah, but I'm, I'm not going to lie, right? And I'm like, I'm almost pushing against you on this because I had my first can sitting down watching the telly with Eve, and I poured it, and the first thing I did was say, "That looks spectacular." That now, Dan, that's. That is, that's I suppose that's true for this one. That is true for this I mean, one. I mean, it's, it's, fail, it's failing on. a lot of in, in a lot of other ones. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I looked at this when I poured it and thought, like, that's what a pilsner should look like. That that I that looks like something I want to fucking gulp down. Right. Okay. 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 Because, well, because well, it, it well, was gold, but it had that fucking depth of color, that carbonation, that head. It, it ticked all the boxes. Whatever the full score is, it gets it five jibs. Five five jibs. Okay. Okay. Um, but we can delete the, delete the column next week if you want. No. No. Actually, where I was, where I was trying to lead to that, it was that I had um, suggested an alternative category oh. for it. Okay. Um, and it is a DJ Walsh um specific one go on and it is the level of arthritic relief could we not just add that in like go on explain it further to me so 
so like you wake so I, it, this comes from uh you during the week you're like oh jesus my hands my knees are absolutely killing me like absolutely killing me i'm I, like uh, I, i'm gonna keel over here like and then you're like oh god i'd love a pint now just to settle me you know <laughs> so <laughs> i want to know like which of these is going to be a cure-all for you now i haven't figured out the scale as to like you know do we do it in terms of kind of like the richter scale as to like what uh what the degree of suffering this would uh relieve or do we do it from like like how how many fingers can i straighten oh that's a good one that's a good one so if you have 10 clawed fingers how many fingers fingers can you now straighten (laughs) i love how we're taking my like chronic illness and just turning it into a scoring tool for how good a beer is yeah i'm good if we didn't think of that in the first day yeah. We might just have to do a Patreon only episode where we go through each beer at the end and the yeah, arthritis yeah. relief scale. Yeah, yeah. Actually, we should get someone on from like Arthritis Ireland. <laughs> yeah, to score them. Um no, this would score high in that too. Yeah. What's, yeah. what's next on the building or brawl? Uh so oh, sorry, the last category, is it? Oh, are we on the last one? Yeah, the last category then is puckability. Man. I'm slightly heartbroken. And I'd, I'd agree with your heartbreak as well. Um, this is a limited edition. Yeah. I, honest to God, like, part of me feels like writing a strongly worded letter to hope to at least have it seasonal for the summer every summer um look what are we looking for in puckability it is simply how alike it is to the one and only puck pilsner i don't i would slightly disagree i don't think it's how alike it is to puck pilsner I think it is, what is the capacity for this beer to be your go-to above all other beers? What is the capacity for this beer to encapsulate that je suis fini à travail, mais je voudrais un beer? Like... Oh, wait, wait. J'ai un tour Eiffel dans mes pantalons. Yeah, exactly. How does this beer measure up? Like, if you were... I like how would this beer like draw your eyes away from everything else if you were in the Vian Post? You know, how what is the the the, the like what is the Kelke shows? Yeah, yeah. Like how do we like just that unquantify how do we quantify the unquantifiable? Yeah. And for me, right, Eucarious Pill scored 80,001, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, correct, yeah. I would give this 86,000, 
337. See, I don't know, right? Because Eucarius pills had that, like when, so when I tasted Eucarius pills, right? And, and had it, I was like, this is, this is giving me that bit of feeling that I had when I had Puck Pilsner. You know, it had it had that it had that just same body feel to it, you know. Whereas this, it doesn't have the same, but it's a different beer to it. There's more mo- like it's just it's it's a, it's just different to it, and like I don't think I can scale it on puckability at all. Really, I don't know. It's so like it's just a. It's a different Pilsner altogether to Puck so, Pilsner. I wonder, like, are we thinking about the puckability in different in a different sense? Are you thinking about it from a how close is this to Puck Pilsner sense? And am I thinking about it from symbolically how close could it be to Puck Pilsner without actually like differentiating the taste and the feel and all that kind of stuff? Uh, maybe, but yeah, but I, I think it was just maybe like how, how, like how, even just how close it was to that feeling I had when I had Puck Pilsner. Do you know? I just, it was just a different feeling than this. Do you know what I mean? And I actually got a little bit of that back when I had Eucarious Pills. I was so, just like, I was just like, oh, gee, like, Jesus, this is, this is it again. This is, and and, yeah. and and maybe you know obviously it was the kind of similar tasting and stuff like that but i was just like fuck there's something here now whereas this i don't get that at all but i'm that's, really enjoying this that's funny because i do get that from this right but i also got it from curious pills yeah yeah um so i think what we need to do is you need to give it a score and we need to meet in the middle I'd give it fifty four thousand uh, three hundred and sixty two. It was I like eighty six and you were fifty four. Yeah. So we're thirty two apart, sixteen. That's it. Seventy thousand. Seventy thousand even. Seventy thousand. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I do think. I do think. Uh, Eucarius pills probably just probably like well for me I, I know you're you're thinking otherwise but i think you pills probably just does have that little bit of an edge like you know but but i think this is the beauty of the scoring tool that we we have quite similar palettes yeah but like we're not they're not unique no 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 and i think we can both agree that you pills and hope's bohemian pilsner are two absolutely phenomenal beers one hundred percent, one hundred percent, and and I wouldn't hesitate reaching for either. And with that said, I think we might take a little bit of an ad break. We do. We need to because I've just finished my can and I need to get another one. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Um. So yeah, uh, we're gonna go into an ad break now. You'll be uh, told to buy something by the folks at Acast, and um, please enjoy the following. 30 seconds or so.
Well, we're back in the room. The glasses are full, the bladders are empty. And I actually really fucking enjoyed that Pilsner Prowl. I think, you know what? It's good that we didn't agree on the last topic because we, we do have very similar tastes. We have very similar opinions on beer, but sometimes we differ. Sometimes, sometimes, and, and that's a good thing. Uh, it's a good thing for the podcast, good thing for listeners. And uh, I actually am, am, am very, very intrigued at the at your your thoughts on that beer one. I think it was really, really good to, to have that. And I think as we go on with this, it's going to be fascinating. And I wonder, will anything ever score 100,000 on the, on the puckability or more even? You, know, you never know. But we, we, have a few, we have a few beers that we're eyeing up to get in, that we really want to get in, that are out there at the moment. They're going to rave reviews online. And we actually have, after today now, a fridge full of, of filter lagers, Hellas lagers, uh, Pilsners, and we're looking at a few cultures as well. So there, there's some serious beers to come up in the Pilsner Prowl in the next uh, couple of weeks. I think what our problem is going to be is that, like, when do we draw the line? When do we say this this Prowl is finished? You know, because, like, just with the release schedule of things, like, you know, that I suppose maybe, like, uh, maybe stout season might kind of cut, cut it off. But, like, I don't know if I want to wait that long to, for us to be yeah. to declare a winner, you know? I think if I find something that I think I think that Bohemian Pilsner from Hope and Eucurious Pils are are not far off it. Yeah. And as well it, it'll depend when the pub's open to. Yeah. So like I think if we find something between now and the pub's opening that is like genuinely beating Eucurious Pils and, Bo- and the Bohemian from Hope out, out the gate, I think I think then it stops because you're like, you know. They are, they, those two beers are, are near enough that's perfection. phenomenal yeah um, and I think I think if we find that that's the line I also think too though if the pub's open it's like fuck the prowl on the cans like get back on the pints <laughs> yeah, yeah you know that's my one like <laughs> fuck the podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, but speaking of the podcast uh, we 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 were like we were talking all we were talking during the week about what topic we would speak about, and a few things came up, and we just didn't settle on one. And we thought, you know what, fuck it. It's been a while since we've gone to the listeners and say, "What do you want us to talk about?" Um, so that's exactly what we did, uh, purely out of our own laziness. Uh, we put out there on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Nobody got back on Facebook. Actually, I better check the Facebook just to see if anyone did. But we put up on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just if you have any questions, um, let us know. Give us a shout. Tell us uh, what you want us to talk about. Any questions you want answered? Any topics you want covered? And we'll try and uh, basically cover them uh, today. And we got some replies. We got some. We 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 got some replies on. Um, actually. The only in- interaction we had on Facebook was nobody. We didn't get a reply to questions or topics, but our good old friend one, Leanne Cody, liked our post. Ah, oh, good honor. Good woman, Leanne. Big fan of the show. Yeah, big fan of the show. Big, big fan of the show. Uh, Leanne, a good friend of ours, and uh, shout out to Leanne. So, uh, Owen, do you want to go with the Instagram and I'll go with the Twitter? We'll, we'll kick it off. You go first there. Uh, yeah, so uh, we got a few responses back on Instagram. Uh, I'll just pick some of our uh, best ones here. But uh, 
I, I just love how how just a big bunch of messers our our listeners are like they just they, like we don't take ourselves seriously and they don't take us seriously and they don't take themselves seriously. So um, we've won from Tommy who was on the show last week, uh, and Tommy says, uh, "Will he be observing a minute silence for Prince Philip?" <laughs> right, we're recording this the night before his funeral, and uh, yes. We'll address this quite quickly. No offence to any of our British listeners who are would observe a minute silence for Prince Philip, but we won't be, uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, on your way, Philly. Slonja. Slonja fall. Fair play. Uh, um, he was only a few months away from getting a letter from the Queen. Uh, so we also had um, a question here from Irish Beer Snob. And Hello, he says, Hello, John. What is the worst drink you've ever drank? Well, it was actually, What is the worst drink you've ever drank? Um, mine was Lizard Sake. So, obviously, if Wayne has said, What is the worst drink you've ever drank? Wayne is yeah. after a few drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and as well, for anyone, we, genuinely check out the Irish Beer Snob podcast lately. They've had some brilliant episodes of some great brewers. Uh, the worst beer... We Actually, do you remember we episode five of the Snowcast? If we go way back to the very, very start, uh, when Grady's Yard wasn't even open yet. Yep. And we did an interview with Danny from Yellow Belly and Kevin was the manager of Grady's Yard at the time. Two absolutely phenomenal lads. And we asked them this. We Actually, we asked, like, what's the worst beer you've ever drank? But I think this is like, that was, what's, your, what's the worst beer you've got? So it could be a good beer, but you've had a bad experience. With it. I think what Wayne is asking is, what is genuinely the worst drink? Yeah. You've ever drank. It's a tough one. Mine's probably like some sort of like shot, I'd say, you know. Um, mm. Because in uh, college world, uh, you... You know, you ask for uh, like the, the the genuine question that you would have asked on a night out was, "What is your cheapest, strongest drink?" And it would have been like Goldschlager, or it would have been um, Chartreuse. I was going to say, "Do you remember Chartreuse?" Yeah, and I think Chartreuse could be an answer there. You know, um, I loved Chartreuse in college, but purely for the fact that, like, it was it meant the, it, it instantaneously made the night a write off. Yeah, it was more of an experience than an actual uh, drinking experience. You know, a, a drinking pleasure. You know, it was like uh, a, legal, a legal hallucinogenic. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'll probably go. I'll probably go along that line. So yeah, the, the other story I told from the, that uh, the podcast was I had uh, the, the worst pint of Guinness that like it literally tasted like uh, I was drinking bleach um, in a nightclub in Cork that had just kind of reopened or something. So I'd say they had the same keg from the two years or that it was closed. You know, that was still kegged up. I was going to say. Basically, I was just going to answer Rock Shore. Yeah. Yeah. Like worst drink anyone's ever had. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you 
everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Stop drinking Rockshore, people. Like, if, it, if if any beer has to be advertised that much, it's shite. Yeah. Stop drinking it. Yeah. I, yeah, I think we covered that before uh, previously, just, like, how heavily that was, like, promoted yeah. and put on banners and stuff all around Dublin at oh. the time, like... I ate the air off Tom and the Cove about it one day. I was like, why you, why you? Like, I don't care what this cunt are giving you. The waste of a tap. I, I you fucking may run it straight from the urinal. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt Preston um, has asked us. Wait, uh, Matt. He said, this has probably been done before, but do you have any guilty pleasure drinks? Oh, do I? Oh, do I? Uh, Muldoon's is the guilty pleasure. Like, it, well, actually, that's oh, a great shout. Yeah, it's the epitome of a guilty pleasure. Like, it's a whiskey liqueur, hazelnutty, like Christmassy almost, which is like, like that. That's the the quintessential guilty pleasure is Muldoon's whiskey liqueur. I think. Yeah, and like actually, it, like uh, uh, trying not to uh, offend uh, our female listeners, but this has actually been. Uh, like this was actually produced in order to target the whiskey market to women. Mm-hmm. It was the, it, like it, that's that was the kind of marketing appeal behind yeah. it. But they told, us, they told us that themselves, yeah. They told, yeah, but but like you know, color me pink. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like it, it is tasty, and um, I've 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 actually we, like we've never had any sh- shame, and why should you have any shame about enjoying 
such a delicious, delicious drink. Um, but, but as well, like, I, there's this misconception that certain drinks are fe- feminine. Well, it's the marketing behind them, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. like and West Coast Cooler, you know, you're going, oh, well, that's, that's women. You know, do you know what I mean? Like, but and, like, if you enjoy West Coast Cooler, so why not enjoy it? And fuck that shit. But the other thing I will say is the, pl- the place that we tend to drink Mulder's Whiskey Liqueurs, Davy Max Bar in Waterford. Yeah. The other thing that I would often get a drink of in there, thanks to our good friend, Sonia Norwan, a veteran of the Snowcast from back in the day, I, I think a guilty pleasure is a top quality if you can get a really good old fashioned. Yeah, yeah. That's a guilty pleasure of a drink as well. Uh, well, like I'm a big fan of just cocktails in general. So, like, t- like, uh, get you started on espresso martinis. You can't call them a guilty pleasure because you drink them so often. Exactly. Yeah. But like, I like even like daiquiris and stuff or or, or, or cosmos or whatever. Like, like a really good one. Like from from an experienced bartender, it's just absolutely phenomenal. Like you know, well, sure. The last time we were abroad was my stag in Portugal, and sure we were having mojitos with with our fry up breakfast. Fry up, yeah. So, so yeah. Um, great question. So, yeah. So great question. Um, and uh, and uh, the last one I've picked out here from our Instagram was from uh, Connor Dalton, uh, the the uh, writer um, the and producer and. The, the creator of the, the Snowcast uh, team tune. And he said, how did you gobshites get on the television? <laughs> well, that's fairly fucking simple, Connor. Didn't you turn the television on? <laughs> uh, love it. Thanks, lads. Yeah, thanks, Connor. Look forward to seeing you when you come back to Ireland for another trip at some stage sooner rather than later. Uh, right on. You picked out your favourites from Instagram. I, I'm going to go on Twitter now and have a look at a few of the questions. Uh, I want to start I'm going to start off with this one um, from Gavin McCarthy uh, we said basically the way I phrased it was uh, questions topics and Gavin brings up the return of Pint Watch yeah said, let's, let's, do, let's do it let's do it it's Look, been it, a while like Pint Watch is over in the UK yeah yeah so, I think there's basically like what Gavin's alluding to now is like people are being vaccinated. Like we, we were very fortunate enough to be vaccinated fairly early on because of our day jobs. Uh, and yeah, uh, look, I think it's as well as because they're like uh, when we uh, started Point Watch, uh, Point Watch uh, initially, there was that kind of sniff of, um, of a, a, a reopening plan and mm. um, that was and we were trying to kind of guess it and that yeah. was kind of the basis of it and there is that kind of sniff again of like you know in a, you know a week or two there's going to be an announcement of you know what uh, may june and july are going to look like you know so so i will say this much right i really hope the fuck that this nonsense about a substantial meal and <laughs> Wet pubs and dry pubs. And like, been that. Just been, been that, yeah. Right. Like, if like have it outdoors. Like, the ventilation is the important thing. Like, have it outdoors if you want f- for the summer, fine. But by God, like, what difference does it make if I have six pints with a bowl of chicken wings or if I have six pints with a yeah. fucking, with no, near a bowl in front of me? Um, like, let's bring it back to the, the, that uh, two-week period that we had of uh, the wet pubs reopening. 
And when we went into Philly Grimes and we were out the back and there was no, no harm whatsoever. Yeah, but as well as Michal said to us today, they need time. They need, the Brewers need time to brew and keg it. Yeah. The, the, the bars need time to clean the pipes. Like, do not announce it overnight. Good yeah. God, give them time to be ready. Uh, the one thing I will say, on right, in terms of point watch, I think it's it's actually point point watch is a great way of looking at it. They have open pubs in the UK now with 35, 40 million doses of vaccine given, uh, which is roughly 50 to 55% of the British population if they're all first doses. Um, I think equivalently, we've 20% of the Irish population with first doses now, but we're expecting a big delivery of Pfizer vaccine in the next couple of weeks before the end of April. So if all that comes to fruition and there isn't a substantial rise and outbreak in the UK, my prediction is, given all those variables, June back holiday weekend. Uh, but... I, actually, I would say the, the after the June, they're not going to open it on a bank holiday weekend, I think. Because yeah, but I would say the week after June bank holiday weekend. I was going to, I, I was going to say that, yeah. Uh, but yeah, to to make it interesting, I'll say uh, your birthday, twenty first June, summer solstice. Hope. Up, up the up the sauces, up the sauces on the sauce. Uh, right. But yeah, thanks for that. That uh, like that's that's been that was a good and like I always like I always felt good about the point watch. Like it was such an exciting thing, yeah. um, and th- the reason we gave it up was just because after the we were closure, we were like, oh for fucks, and and even like that conversation we have with Tom Ryan the last day that we were there. Yeah, where he was just crestfallen, and and then we did a last call. We spoke to Bar, and I like I'd love to re- I'd love to revisit the last call and talk to those um, the, the owners and, and and operators and family of bartenders. Um, actually, if 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 you're interested in something like that, because it takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, uh, send us an email. If there's a demand for for like a revisiting of the last call to see where bars are, let us know and we look into it. Um, it took an awful lot of time and effort and I'd, I'd love to do it again but it, it would take an effort so I'd love to know if there's a demand there first I'm, I'm going to actually I'm scrolling through the Twitter now and there's there's some I want to come back to because I feel like there's going to be an in-depth conversation so I want to get some of the ones that might be quick enough conversations yeah. about um, at the moment so Tafton Clacks has been in touch uh, German or Czech Pilsners which rules or what's your favourite European pills uh, which is a good question, Tafton. Tafton. Um, I find personally, I I don't really mind either way, and I actually think we we had an example on the Pilsner probably this week on whole Pilsner which used Bavaria malt and Czech hops. So I don't think you have to differentiate between the two. I think a good beer is a good beer. Um, in terms of just overarching styles like Pilsner is originally a Czech style. Um, so yeah, there's some great Czech Pilsners out there. Actually, I have a couple of Czech Pilsners there that I got as a gift last year that I haven't touched and in, tucked into yet in the fridge. But um, I'm favourite European pills. I think I think Eucarious in terms of European, if we're not looking at our Irish at the moment, uh, is is up there. Um, uh, probably, probably a lot of recency bias in this. I don't know if you have anything to add to that. 
No, I just I think one of the ones that uh, come, like that you see quite often and that I've probably drank in the Czech Republic, I suppose, uh, the one the one time I was there, I suppose, but um, then I think in other kind of um, European countries as well, it would be Pilsner uh, or Quell, is it? U-R-Q? I pronounce it Urquell anyway. It might, might not be that. I know the one you're talking about. It, it's very popular in Liverpool, actually. Is yeah 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 um so um yeah like I I think like as a I suppose as a a, a macro um uh, Eastern European uh, company like I like I always loved that like for for, for dipping in and out of like so um yeah that like that uh, again I probably we, probably the two of us we ne- we never um. We never say we're we're um, massive beer connoisseurs or uh, have a huge beer knowledge anyway. So, um, but we we know what we like, and those are a few that we do like. Uh, a, a really interesting one here, Owen from uh, Christopher Love. Um, Christopher's written in falling into the hard seltzer camp recently. Reminds me of my days working the pub when the old boys would call all the American beers fizzy pish. That would have blown their minds. Have either of you dabbled yet? I'm a recent blown, so disregard if you desire. First of all, Christopher, we never disregard any listener. Uh, so you're, we're, we're delighted to have you on board. Welcome aboard the Snowcast train. Thanks a million for getting in touch. Hard seltzers. I have to admit, Owen, I haven't really tried any yet, but they're very fucking popular at the moment. Yeah, yeah, like you hear White Claw like a huge amount uh, across like different kind of media platforms and stuff. Um, but again, similar to you, I have not dabbled in that area. Now, having said that, I'd ha- I have, <laughs> I did buy three, four locos today. Oh man. So, okay. uh, so yeah, for anyone who's uh, not familiar with Four Loco, it's, it's uh, like a vodka and fucking, it's like vodka and monster, uh, mixed into one, like into one. It's like a, a hard, um, energy drink, really, isn't it? Like, it's um, basically bull testosterone and vodka combined. So it's the best of, of like the woodlands and the best of Russia. And like, uh, the one thing I would say, right, you suggested today we do a four local episode, and I was like, yeah, 100%, I'm up for that, but that's Patreon only, I'm sorry, lads, but if you, like, who knows what would come out of our mouths if, yeah, so, yeah, patreon.com first, or snowcast if you want to, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we will release it to the lowest tier, but yeah, you'll have to join to, you'll have to join us to, in order to hear that episode. I think Christopher makes a very interesting point in there, in terms of like that the owl boys calling the American beers fizzy pish, like you know, this this Middicks and Guinness drinkers looking at fucking uh, Carlsberg or not Carl Budweiser et al. You know, and and the carbonation in them and, and snuffing their nose. So I can yeah, I can I can see where 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 Christopher's coming from in terms of the um. But but again, leading back, even going back to the uh, question about guilty pleasures, like if you like it, yeah, fuck it, fuck it, like who gives a shit, like yeah. But I think as well, like 
I wonder is I, I, I'm I'll be it'll be really interesting to see if hard seltzers become a home drink phenomenon that doesn't translate to the public. Like, have you ever seen anyone order book fast in the pub? Mm. You know, yeah, I, but yeah, but is it a is it a, is it more of a West Coast coolery kind of yeah, thing where possibly. where you know it's a, a mix you know mix of both like you know. Possibly. That's very good. Uh, Declan Flynn actually says, uh, Declan Flynn recommends Boundaries New Pilsner if we haven't tried it yet. So we must must look on to Beer Cloud to try and get some of that in, actually, for, for the Pilsner Prowl. Uh, Paracure has been in touch. The king of pub snacks and why the correct answer is a bag of salted peanuts spilled into a bag of potato. Paric does nothing we love more there's only, there's only one thing we love more than food, and that's beer. And food and beer together is fucking right up that alley. So he's talking about, I presume when he says a bag of tato, if someone only refers to a bag of tato, they're referring to the original cheese and onion tato. Because otherwise you have to premise it with smoky bacon or salt and vinegar. That is true. Yes. Or pork they, they do. Pork. pork is right, I think, in that instance. Um... Uh, in, 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 in uh, well, uh, sorry, I think the 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 cheese and onion is 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 what you would um, definitely go to initially. But um, I believe um, Port Leash Pub Club have um, replied to that comment with um, a, a previous poll uh, that uh, that they had created uh, a few months ago. Uh, in terms of, uh, I, I think it was kind of like a World Cup of of, of pub snacks and uh, cheese and onion crisps uh, won out outright with uh, bacon fries being a, a close second. But Portlaoise Pub Club, Peter, that poll is the best snack to have with a pint of stout. And Paulick's question is. The king of pub snacks, no mention of stout whatsoever. So, what I would say is, right, stout, yes, I understand stout, cheese and onion crisps. If we're talking about pub and we're talking about the broader range of drinks you can drink, ale, pale ales, red ales, dark ales, lagers, stouts, fucking porters, you name it, whiskies, hard seltzers, whatever you have in yourself. I'm going to say, right, and maybe this is the fact that I haven't been properly inside in a pub in over a year at this stage. Porrick's talking about a bag of salted peanuts spilled into a bag of potato. Now, I presume he's talking about pouring them in to the bag itself, whereas we like to open the bag of potatoes up and pour the peanuts on, which is different in itself. But I think there's a missed market here. You know the way you get like the um, what's that mix you get? Bombay mix. Bombay, yeah. Right. There's a snug cast mix to be made. Cheese and onion potatoes, salted peanuts and bacon fries all mixed together in a big bowl in the middle of a fucking table while a heap of lads and lassies have pints around that table. See, what you're, you're, 
it, it can't be in a bowl though. It needs to be in like a newspaper or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. In a Gracie newspaper. Yeah, it needs to be in a Gracie newspaper or like or a, or or like um or a Playboy magazine or something. Okay, you you. Or <laughs> like okay, uh, what are the pubs in Kilcullen like? Or or magazine or FHM or something like that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I I think that's the way forward. I think that'll take over the pubs, the pub snack scene, uh, post post pandemic. Um, Oodles has been on. Oodles is a co-host of Modern Escapism. We had Stu on the co-host on recently, so big shout out to all the Modern Escapism crew. Uh, so Oodles, I constantly get berated by pals for being the stout drinker. Have you noticed any backlash from particular drinks you've defaulted to over the years? And how do you compact the haters? Rocking up to a house party with a 12-pack of Guinness doesn't scream party. Oodles, I know for a fact you live in the UK. Nobody would look sideways at a lad that showed up with 12 cans of Guinness to a house party in Ireland. I think, no. I, oh. think, I think Oodles is just, was just born in the wrong country. Yeah. Now, now let's let's take this from the Irish side, right? Is there anything that you could show up to at an Irish house party uh, that you'd be ridiculed about? I don't think so because, like, I I think back, right? House parties. Look, the last house party we were at was an impromptu one after, uh, like, fucking celebration event some some yoke happened in Watford and we ended up accidentally inviting uh, uh, the party the whole the whole crowd like yeah so we we accidentally threw the last house party uh, that I was at before that you're probably talking college days really in terms of proper hardcore house party because we're pub goers we're not fucking house goers Um, and I just don't I don't think the culture of drink shaming is that big in Ireland maybe I'm wrong maybe I've just been very lucky in my experience but I think if you shut up at 12 cans of Guinness to anyone's house in Ireland they'd not bat an eyelid I have one example right and it's it's about a lad who was going above his station right well that's so, different so this was a lad who brought a bottle of um, he bought a Brought a bottle of Grey Goose to a house party in college, and he was drinking straight out of the Grey Goose bottle. So, so I think he had it mixed in the Grey Goose bottle, like whatever he was drinking for the night. So, say whatever Grey Goose and orange or Coke or whatever fuck he was drinking, right? Was 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 in the Grey Goose bottle. So. He, this chap obviously went out of his way because you know what you're obviously meant to do is mix in the mixer bottle. So mm. like if you had like, you know, a pile of Coke, like as in because the Coke is going to be three quarters of the drink anyway, that you would obviously it makes sense to mix it in the Coke bottle. But no, this chap mixed it in the Grey Goose bottle. Therefore, you know, he's fucking... Trying to but, just show off that he can afford Grey Goose, like. But the but even there, right? Sure, if you don't drink at all, then you've wasted a heap of Grey Goose. Whereas at least if you don't drink at all, when you mix in the mixer bottle, you've only wasted a few a few 
a few subs of coke. I know, I know, I know. Oh. Ab- silly business, absolutely silliness. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think he was kind of, he's trying to say that, oh, he had drank the rest of the Grey Goose and this was the end of it, you know, and he was, but I, sure, it was probably fucking Smirnoff anyway, like, you know what I mean? The one thing I'd say to Oodles is, uh, if, if cows are calving overnight, you'd often drink a slab of Guinness and try and climb over walls drunk to see him. To yeah. So like, I, I don't know, I, I just think Oodles is a victim of geography there. I, I went through a phase in college. I, I, second, I think second year of college, I was um, a big red wine drinker. Yeah, you sessions. were bad for the Wally's Hut. Wally's Hut, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I remember Centra, Centra there and uh, up by Sissy Young's. Six euro for a bottle of Wally's Hut, like, you know, and it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't set you astray. I think I actually missed our um, first year, first or second year ball um, because of it, you know. Yeah, happy days. Happy days, happy days. Happy, happy days. Uh, Oodles, show up to any house party over here. You're, you're welcome to any of our house parties with a creative Guinness. We any drink, any drink. We won't look sideways at you. In fact, we'll just tell you add it to the Guinness in the fridge. Yeah. Uh, and I think the last one I have is um, is is my good friend, Rob O'Sullivan. They've been in touch. Uh, first question, does thou travel? Uh does thou travel on? Thanks, Rob. Um, no, stout does not travel. I, I'm flat out saying it now. I had a pint of stout in Vietnam and it did not travel at all. And I think I've had stout abroad as well. I Like maybe, maybe it's a bit psychosomatic as well, but like, Definitely in like the likes of Spain and Portugal, even like it just doesn't travel. Like it, do, it's not as it's not the same, is it? I am going to completely dispel everything you've said with one sentence. Left hand nitro brewing, nitro stout from Colorado, and Phil Grimes pub on tap. <sighs> It travels fine. The it issue travels, is, yeah. But maybe, maybe that's maybe maybe that's the. I was going to say it. maybe that's the milk versus the nitro, or the you know that maybe it's. So my my take on it is 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 the climate that you're drinking this out. Yeah. So if you you mentioned Vietnam, you mentioned Spain and Portugal, they're not climates conducive to hip stout. Like whereas Colorado's cold. Like South Park is a cold place, um, and Ireland's a cold place, and Britain's a cold place. See, there's also the thing as well. So, like in in those in those places that I've uh, spoken about, I've spoken about Guinness, right? That they they've all been Guinness examples, right? It's a well known fact that Irish and UK Guinness comes from St James's Gate. Yeah. Whereas the rest. Are not. The only thing I'll say there is uh, Guinness is more popular in Nigeria than it is in Ireland, UK, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah. Nigeria, so Nigeria is a warm. 
temperate climate. So I don't know what it's something really cold there or what the crack is. But but maybe but maybe they're just more used to maybe that's the taste of Guinness yeah. that they have that they're used to. Whereas Possibly, yeah. I'm not used to it and it I yeah. But does it travel? I but see, I think like it's a good question, Rob. Yeah, it's a great question, Rob. And I think like stout is a family of beer, so is it hard to answer? Like, do we just view stout through the prism of uh, nitro stout? Because God, they've nailed it. They've absolutely nailed it. Yeah. Uh, Right. So, so Rob's question has three. Uh, Rob's tweet has three different parts, and I think uh, they're all worth. They're all worth uh, quick flying, uh, quickly going over. Yeah. Best, best pub games. Um, so just to go back to that, right? Uh, please, everybody, just uh, write in for that answer because we're after a few cans here now. Oh, we're probably yeah. not thinking straight. So please, oh, this is my seventh fucking can. Like, ch- chime in, chime in. I'm on the I've been on the pilsners all night, so I I'm not in the stout frame of mind. Uh, so ch- I'm just I'm switching I, to a stout now. So chime like fuck lads. Um, best pub games. Uh, yeah. So actually, right. What do you think when you think of a pub game? I'm not sure because pub games. Like I've been like I'm kind of a bit confused to the question. Uh, I've been to pubs where there's board games. Yeah. And, and actually, Connect Four is a brilliant pub game. Yeah, right. So, so right. Is that the question, or is it like Kings? Which no. isn't a pub game. That's a house party game, isn't it? Like, right. So I was having this conversation with Kira earlier on, right? And I was having the same conflict as you were, right? And I was going... What's what I was like, what's the best pub game? I was like, sure, I don't play games in a pub, right? I'm like, I don't, I don't play, I don't like, like, is it a table quiz? It's not a place for games, (laughs) right? But then Kira turns to me and she goes, What about darts or pool? Oh, and I was like, you're a ge- you're an absolute genius. Like they are, they're they're pub, they are pro- pub games. That's what a pub game is. Darts or pool. Uh right. I think this oh wait, now you've reframed my t- thought. Exactly, oh. exactly. And it's very clear to me. Put the pound down. Put the pound down, yeah. Put the pound down. Best pub game is pool. Because darts can end up in fucking any pool doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, Actually, I love darts. I really love throwing darts, and we 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 played darts in in Philippines once. And you were a much better dart thrower than I was, but you couldn't finish. Yeah, I couldn't throw a fucking score together. But but you could, I don't you need could double. You could finish the double. double. I don't need a second look at a double. Double team, yeah. Um, yeah, no. The the pool table is a magical thing, isn't it? Like because. It acts as a table. It has kind of the surrounding atmosphere of it, and, and you know, it, and it it can accommodate like about like eight lads around it. You know, who are chatting, kind of half watching, half getting out of the way. Whereas a dartboard, although kind of magical for the two people that are playing, and maybe 
you know, one or two others who are kind of waiting. Kind of scorekeeper, like. Yeah, but like the like the other group, I think it, it kind of would lose the appeal or the watchability of the rest of the group if, you know, if, and, and there's not as much of a surround around a dartboard yeah. for you, for, for you all to kind of like, you know, to talk around. Whereas at the pool table, there could be actually about three or four groups around a pool table all having different conversations while two lads are also playing which which was definitely happening on your stag the pool table is like a kind of hub it is it is yeah uh good good question rob i think pool is i think pool is the correct answer yeah and uh my possibly my favorite question tonight best classic beer ad uh, and, and the reason it's my favorite, favorite question is because for all my classics, we're talking about old. Yeah. And basically, we like independent craft beer, but like independent craft breweries don't have the budget, the marketing budget to, to create proper advertisements on national television. So it's yeah. forcing us to engage with the macro brewery uh, aspect of things. And then it's like, right, what's the classic and what are the best of them? Um, so, uh, again, right, I was, for this, right, I was thinking, right, because I, uh, 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 correct me now if I'm wrong, right, but the, um, the, the, the question on this was, what is the greatest uh, beer ad am I right best classic beer ad best classic beer ad right so uh, my mind immediately went to like TV ads right of so I was I was thinking of your, the one with um, Michael Fassbender uh, jumping off the cliffs of moors uh, you know swimming over to the US meeting his brother, blah, 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 that one. And, you know, a few of the kind of, kind of Guinness ads from back in the day, right? Yeah. But again, Kira, love my life, right? Sets me straight. And she goes, well, he said like classic beer ad, right? So this could be media of any type. So yeah. I was thinking back to like Guinness posters and like our just posters in general back in the day like you know and there's been some beauties like um one of my favorites i think was do you know there was that like a uh, guinness um ostrich one where like the ostrich had the point of guinness in their neck mm. they'd swallowed a point of guinness and you could see the guinness glass in their neck and there was like a gar or like a garda or something like kind of trying to reach up to them yeah I, I, because I actually thought similar, and I just think for me, the classic is do you know that? Uh, you see it on the side of a lot of pubs, a really old ad, and it's just a, a big, massive poster or a big, massive like they do. You see cast iron ones on really old pubs, and it's like Guinness for strength, and it's basically a man holding a pint of Guinness, but also plowing a field by hand himself with big muscles oh that, yeah 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 and no I, just, I do I just think about the era that that was advertising thinking fuck it like what that's absolutely fucking genius 
Um, and get like get, get, Guinness has some absolutely classic Christmas ads as well. Oh yeah, actually that's very true. Yeah, yeah. And 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 actually, the the Christmas ad uh, from you know six seven years ago is so good that they still use it. The James's Gate, the Home of the Black stuff uh, ad. Um, which is fairly recent, but is worthy of classic status because it's so good that they, they just can't change it. Like uh, genuinely, I'd say they're sitting around James's Gate Brewery thinking, "How do we come up with a better Christmas ad this year?" And every year, it's like uh, just we'll just lash out the same one again. Yeah, fucking yeah. can't. Like um, I remember, like there was um, an off license in Waterford, which I think has closed down since. But uh, like they had this big, huge ad on the side of it. Uh, and it was um, you know when they had like the the toucan as the as their logo or as their mascot or whatever, mm. and it said one can or two can. <laughs> oh, it's fucking so good, like so clever, like the whole thing. Uh, I have to say, right, like I think Guinness came out on top for for adverts, but Carlsberg have had some brilliant ones, and and, and that tagline probably the best lager in the world. Has led to some brilliant advertisement campaigns, despite the fact it tastes like piss. Um, yeah. And there was, especially around some of the some some of the uh, some sporting events. Um, and you know they've they've played on things like probably the best you know X in the world or Y in the world. Yeah. You know, they've they've been quite witty. Heineken as well have come up with a few good ones around the Champions League. Yeah. There's been the odd good ad, and I think they they said the kind of like um, James Bond ones as well. Yeah, yeah, but but I think of all them kind of like out of Carlsberg, Heineken, and them, I think the best advertisements for that type of beer to me are the kind of like um, Rocky Mountain refreshment ads oh. from from Coors Light, uh, having having like Jean Claude Van Damme or these really fucking tough guys. Uh, basically topless in the Rocky Mountains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that kind of like I, I don't shed a tear kind of thing. Like, Wait, was there was there a thing about um? Is it just to go back to um Carlsberg, right? That they had like because um they had like you know probably the best uh lager in the world for years and years and years, and then remember they went to uh you know uh. It's not only option A and option B, there's always option C. And then, like, you know, so I think um, uh, they had that ad where there was like two boys in a nightclub and uh, they were like trying to chat up a girl in the nightclub. And uh, they were like, oh, you know, you're Irish, you know, speak speak some Irish to me. And, you know, it's just like, oh, it's even long Colleen Bonya and all this kind of stuff. Remember that I was like, oh, I'm a, I'm a catacomb dog at Ian Leheris. Like, and all, all, all this kind of like uh, play on kind of guys not knowing Irish and just trying to play it off as kind of a, a, a magical language. Um, but I think that, 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 that um, why they switch from probably the best lager in the world was because they were trying to make it into the uh, the Chinese market. I could be wrong now. It could be another Asian country, but I think it was the Chinese market, and that uh, probably uh, when kind of translated into uh, uh, into Mandarin, uh, 
translates as probably not you know it's kind of like it, whatever but whatever way it is it's it's more of a negative to it so if you say probably it means kind of like uh a, a kind of an unlikely you know more so than actually actually likely so uh or if you say oh probably the best lager in the world actually means like maybe the best lager in the world you know it's it's not as it's not as uh, as as positive as we would put on it so uh so I, I, I that's why they ended up changing it which i thought was very interesting at the time like and i yeah. was just like would they not have a would they would they not have had like a like a separate like uh western and uh, and eastern um uh, uh language option or, or ad options you know for it but um yeah they kind of they kind of uh, went full full on it for it at that time yeah i think for me like the the ad that kind of stands out um, as the one that really sticks in the memory, if I'm talking about TV ads from back in the day, is do you remember the Carlsberg broken down truck driver? Oh yeah! Oh my god! Where it's in Denmark and your man is like Carlsberg export, so he's export. He's bringing Carlsberg out of Denmark. Yeah, and his truck breaks down and he knocks goes into a little cottage. Yeah, and it's this old one, and and she sees the Carlsberg export, and she's like a. Uh, He's like, can I use your phone? My truck is broken. And she's like, yeah, no bother. He makes the phone call. And then she's like, would you like to use the bathroom? And she like lures him into this like fucking drop and she locks him in. She's like, bye. And it's like, uh, Carlsberg, like so good. The Danes don't want it to leave. Kind yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Honest to God, right? As much as I hate Carlsberg, that ad was, was marketing brilliance. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, br- brilliant. Absolutely brilliant um, question. F- fair play, Rob. Thanks. Nice, much. Rob. Um, we really appreciate it. So yeah, I think look, there's there's plenty in that here. We've we've got a fucking, uh, we've we we've we've gone. Uh, we we are not really we, we're not really timing these these days. So I I think we've come to the natural conclusion of the episode. That's been it's been really fun. And um, oh, hold on, actually, me have gave me a question before we finish up. Oh, actually, Kira gave me a question as well. So well, well, uh, these are uh, well, my one's a quick one anyway. My one's very quick as I go for it, go for it. Feeding cows. Is it a circular feeder or a ring feeder? <laughs> um I have no idea. Hey, she says ring feeder, I say circular feeder. Fucking bring on the lawyers. I I I I think I think ring sounds better like a ring feeder. A ring feeder. Bring out the ring feeder. <laughs> yeah, that's grand, but it's a circular feeder. So, like, you know, conversation over. <laughs> hey, if she wanted to defend herself, she could have fucking got poured herself a drink and come on. Um, uh, uh, Kira's question is, uh, what is your favorite glass to drink out of? Oh, actually, this is, this is it. Like, um, uh, what is this glass type? I'm, I'm terrible with glass types. Um, I think that's kind of like a little uh, schooner, is it? Uh, uh, I'll find out there now. Last types for drinks. Uh, ten types of glassware for every bar means. Uh, that's and and this this type of glass is, isn't fucking on that. Um, hold on. No. I think it is a schooner. Is it, yeah? Yeah, if you if you type in schooner beer glasses into you'll see it. Yeah, it's it's. I see one here. It says goblet, which doesn't make sense. 
yeah, schooner. Yeah, it's uh, it, well, I got we got this. Actually, I'll tell you where I got this. Um, Hannah's Hannah's um, cafe in Fermoy. Uh, they had a lot of eight degrees beers, and I actually bought a. I got a good few cans as a present of someone, and they gave me these glasses as well. I gave you a couple of these glasses as well, Owen. And and, and I, I was going to answer that. They're my favorite as well. Like I've had uh, a few different ones around the house. Like I have like um, proper like kind of Guinness pint glasses, and I have. Um, those, those Kildare Brewing uh, Kildare Brewing Company gave us some glasses of last year as well really yeah. long one. they're really cool but this this 8 degrees schooner kind of glass um, I don't know it feels like for the podcast especially uh, doing shit like the Pilsner Prowl and the tasting and the kind of it just feels right it just yeah. to me it makes me feel it gives me notions <laughs> And and same with the little kind of the uh, this the kind of stubby hands as well. Like they're yeah. like a perfect fit in it as well. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of the schooner. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Kira. Thanks, Kira. Good question. So look, guys, that that's that's been the uh, the podcast for this week. Thanks, many for tuning in. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Snowcast. If you want to ask questions, the next time we do one of these in about two years' time, uh, you can find us on them. Uh, we're always open to your questions and, and suggestions for topics anyway, so feel free to get in touch on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. You can DM us, private message us, or you can ask us publicly. And if you want to send us an email, we're at the snowcast at gmail.com. Uh, very welcome, uh, very open to your um, email suggestions. We have a big announcement next week. Uh, big change. Um, nothing to be too concerned about now, but a big change. Uh, we, we've got something we want to announce and uh, we've it lined up. It's 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 uh, something we're very happy with. Um, and as well, uh, if you want to support us, contribute towards our equipment and um, help us get better guests on the show than just ourselves. <laughs> when the pubs do open, you can go to www.patreon.com first at Snowcast. Uh, we'd be more than happy to have you on board. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Owen, give some parting words to our beloved listeners. Um, if you have any tips for beating uh, Crash Bandicoot 1, uh, please contact me on um, at OwnTab on Twitter. Uh, thanks. This is... Like he's not married yet, but this is genuinely needed to save his marriage. Yeah, we got we got through three levels there tonight, so we're, we're happy. We're happy tonight, like, but could all fall apart partner tomorrow. Uh, so look, have have Owen's relationship in your thought and prayers as he navigates his way through the crash bandicoot. Uh, many of us have been there. Um, actually, Owen, we should get here on the podcast to talk about crash bandicoot at some stage. Yeah, I'd say she'd love it. Yeah. Right, lads. Thanks a million for that. Uh, cheers. Mind yourself, staunch Dave Galear and sure look it uh, as Owen goes off to take a piss without stopping the recording. Uh, mind yourselves. Take care. And uh, I will say this much. Uh, Oodles has been in touch tonight with a question and Stu was on a couple of weeks ago. Give Modern Escapism a listen. It's a long podcast. Well worth a listen. Uh, thanks a million and goodbye. If Owen doesn't edit this bit from the podcast you've had,
to listen to me singing this song that I've made up as I go on. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.